0: Welcome back everyone to Mike on Money. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Director and Senior Portfolio Manager at Can- Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. And thanks for joining us here, where we talk about everything financial. And today we're going to be talking about investing for high income earners. You know, believe it or not, it, the the more income you make, the the more challenges it comes to saving for your long-term goals, especially retirement and and other aspects like that. So I'm gonna touch on some of the challenges that uh, that you're gonna face and some of the solutions that we have out there because there are solutions, uh, especially around tax strategies and how you can reduce your taxes on that income uh, that you're saving uh, towards those longer-term goals. But before we get started, as always, remember everything we talk about on these videos is for information purposes only. Uh, Do your own due diligence before applying any strategy to your investment goals uh, and and talk to a professional. Reach out to us at MikeOnMoney.com. Happy to answer any questions and how your situation uh, could be addressed or how we can improve your after-tax dollar savings um, for for your goals specifically and your risk profile because it's really important. So with that, let's dive into... Invest in uh, investing for high income individuals. So when we say the challenges that that, that you have, uh, there are many. And again, everyone's situation is unique. And I know we all hate hearing that. Just you know, just just tell me the rules, Mike. Uh, I don't want kind of um, you know this brushstroke of oh well, it's it's different for everyone, so I can't give you the answer. But it is in a lot of situations. But I'm going to try to break it down as you know, as specific as possible, but still giving you a strong general uh, general idea. So when you're earning a higher income, so the first challenge you have is if you're able to save some extra money, is you're going to cap out on your RSP room, right? You're going to use it all up, uh, and you'll hit the annual maximum of twenty-seven thousand dollars a year pretty quickly, uh, and and also. Putting that much money into your RSPs year over year over year, dependent on your 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 investment strategies, you can you can be left with a big RSP down the road, uh, which can be a big challenge, uh, tax challenge in its own right, dependent on your other income sources in retirement. You know, sometimes you read in the paper, is it good? You know, RSPs are bad ideas. RSPs are good ideas. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, they're great ideas if they're used properly. It's like any tool. Um, But it shouldn't be your only tool in your box, because that's where you'll you'll run into problems. So if if you're saving regularly into the RSP and you're maxing that out, if you're not using other strategies, you're going to run into a big RSP problem down the road where all your income is coming out of the RSP. It's all fully taxable. uh, There's no tax benefits. uh, And you might be even a higher income um, down the road, at least the same income down the road. Uh, in which case you're not getting the benefit of those uh, those RSPs tax deductions. Yeah, you're deferring them, but you know you might be hit with them harder down the road, and potentially a big estate issue, which is another problem that it can lead it lead into. So, you know that's a big challenge when your income's higher. Is you can cap out an RSP, and it can be dangerous, dependent on that situation again. So, uh, so then secondly, uh, you know people look at their you know okay, well I've I saved my RSPs now I'm going to do my tax-free savings account. Well, the challenge is there's not a lot of room in the tax free savings account on a year over year basis, you know, uh, y- yeah, you know, you, you know, a time of filming this, you know, you get 76,500 in personal room lifetime room, you might have used some, you might not have. Um, uh, but every year you get right right now it's set at $6,000 a year so that's not a lot of extra savings to shelter from tax. Uh, it is good in the long run that you do max out your tax free savings account because as opposed to the RSP, it does come out tax-free and it does compound uh, tax-free inside there the whole time you have it. So it is worth maximizing that tax-free savings account and growing it uh, over time uh, because it is going to be a good source to diversify your income from that RSP in retirement. Because if you blend, you know, even dollar for dollar coming out, you know, you're going to pay 50% less tax because half of it's tax-free, half of it's taxable and even maybe even a little bit less if you could knock yourself down a tax bracket or two. But after that if you, you know again if you've got more cash flow from available for savings where do you go from there? Yes, you can have an investment account uh, and everything you invest in that is taxable. You know, the growth on it's taxable, dividends every year, interest every year and capital gains of course when you trigger them. And you can manage that tax that you know that investment account uh, more tax efficiently, so that you're not being dinged as much with taxation. Uh, but I also would recommend that you be very cautious, you know, about deferring the capital gains, which is which is a powerful way to, uh, you know, uh, save on taxes. But, you know, you just defer it to a, a later date. And, and again, you got to look at your bigger picture. Are you building up too much of a future capital gain that's going to come back and haunt you? Um, you know, it's very important to manage those capital gains over years dependent on other sources of income. If your income fluctuates year to year and, um, you know, if you have other, uh, you know, other type of investments that could be triggered at the same time, uh, use different strategies like tax locks selling at the end of the year uh, or, 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 or slowly triggering some capital gains over time in order to minimize or mitigate that tax liability over several years as opposed to taking it all in one year uh, if that you know kind of be the case. And a good time to review that is always kind of near the end of the year, Novemberish. Take a look at your income for that year versus next year versus the year before. Is there opportunity for tax loss selling? Is there opportunity to, to trigger some controlled capital gains in the portfolio to mitigate that longer term tax liability that you might be building up? So it's something to keep in mind on those accounts, but not a lot of flexibility around those. It does though, you know, going back to the RSP problem, uh, give you another source of income in retirement where you might be drawing out capital gains and dividends, some TFSA, and some RSPs or RIFs at that point. Uh, And again, blending your tax rate down uh, to to reduce your tax liability in retirement. So, you know, there's not one specific answer there, but it is a good strategy. Now, those are the simplest, easy go-to solutions. There are more, and they get a little bit more complicated to explain in a video here without, you know, kind of being able to go through a specific illustration unique to you. But if you're a business owner, we have a lot of opportunities to uh, invest within the company, sometimes even more tax attractive than an RSP. Of course, there's passive tax rules that we have to, or passive income rules that we have to be careful of, uh, of taxation uh, and the use of whole codes and the transfer uh, of dividends and family trusts. But there are a lot of corporate strategies we can in, uh, build around to give you some good long term tax preferred never we can never avoid tax but tax preferred uh, income saving strategies that will enhance your end of the day savings of uh, 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 on an after tax basis of course. but keep in mind any of these strategies don't blindly go into them thinking about them today because, as much as you might be maximizing your savings today you might be maximizing that particular savings vehicle today what is the exit strategy so if you're in a corporation if you're in a trust if you're in an rsp what is that going to look like when you take it out because are you are you putting yourself behind a, a rock and a hard putting yourself between a rock and a hard spot when it comes to the withdrawal are you going to get dinged on taxes or penalized on taxes down the road um, if you haven't thought it out, doesn't mean any one of those are wrong, but if you haven't thought it out uh, what the exit strategies are, you could be putting yourself in a tough situation. Now, there are also some uh, different strategies, uh, often called leverage strategies. I don't like that because most of the time people just strictly think of borrowing to invest. That is a strategy. Sometimes it's useful. It's not one we highly recommend, or if we do, it's in very specific situations uh, because some of the risk attached to that. Uh, but there are different, uh, you know, another bad word is insurance strategies um, but, but not in the sense that you're buying insurances but you pre-fund the, uh, the insurance policy with some of that savings and borrow your own money back and get deductions in the process and tax deferral in the process. Because remember the money within that, RS, the, the, inside that insurance policy now is, is completely tax sheltered, uh, We're mostly tax sheltered. Again, unique to everyone's situation. On the fund and number of years in there, et cetera, et cetera. So, those are a couple of another easy ones you can use, and those those insurance ones again work really well for business owners, but they also work for individuals. Uh, you know, T four C suite individuals. You can set those up uh, not only from an estate purpose, a tax purpose, an income purpose, uh, and, and if it fits into. Your situation, they can be very powerful to enhance after tax savings dollars and also the exit dollars. And that's, remember, that's a very, very important factor because you could do everything right on the savings side, but still get hit really hard on the exit. So keep that in mind. So with that, I'm going to leave it to you. Uh, reach out to us at MikeonMoney.com if you have any questions or you want to look at your situation in particular. Even if you've got an investment strategy out there right now and you're working with someone, uh, never hurts to take another set of eyes to take a look at a second opinion. We're happy to to uh, to give you that. And remember, the outcomes are always you're doing great. Uh, you could do better. Here's what you should do. Or Uh, we can really enhance your situation and maybe you want to consider um, taking a look at what we can offer. With that, go enjoy your day. We'll talk to you again next week where we're going to cover more about uh, your financial situation. And don't forget every week we do a live Tuesday at noon, a Pacific time uh, where we uh, take a look at what happened in the markets previous week, what we see for the upcoming week. And we take a bit of a deep dive into Uh, you know, a specific topic that we're, uh, that we feel is, is timely and needs to be reviewed. With that, take care. Enjoy, everyone.